BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today, oh, I have Paige DeSorbo. Hey, girl. Hi. Um, Paige, I've met through Hannah Burner. Yes. Obviously. And also, duh, I'm like a huge Bravo fan. And Paige is one of the cast members of Summer House season four. You're in it. Yes. And uh, it's dramatic this season. It's a lot more dramatic than last year. So this is season four for Summer House, but season two for you. Correct. Okay, so Right off the bat, we're going to get into, like, the drama. Hannah spilled some major beans. Yeah. I feel like you and Hannah, well, from even from the super trailer, you and Hannah get into a fight, which yep. you're besties, so that's a mm-hmm. big deal. Really We've is. all been there. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the nitty-gritty. Um, but I want to ask you just right off the bat. Okay. What's the difference between being on a reality show season one to season two? Oh my God, it's so different. Because I feel like even if I'm thinking about Vanderpump Rules, yep. when Lar Lar came yeah. on, I fucking hated her yep. ass. And then I fucking like loved then her. You, from like, then you like died out. for her. But also, like, mm-hmm. Denise Richards had a great, great first season for her on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's a, it looks like she's going to get a really bad one this season. Looks I like mean, she gets dragged. Dragged. Yeah. We shall see. You know, we're still waiting on that, um, TBD. But I do feel like no matter what, like, you have good seasons, you have bad seasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, like, from one to two, I think is the most pivotal. I think it is, too, because— I feel like they do more of like a deep dive into what your personality is. Okay. You're also a lot more comfortable with the cameras around. Okay. You've been through it. You like know what the airing process is like. You know what like. Tell me what the airing process is like from your season one perspective. Okay. My (laughs) anxiety was like is always at like a level eight. Right. But when it airs, it jacks up to like a level 12. Okay, so I, and my audience knows this, I'm sorry, you guys. I know you hate when I tell stories that we never did. But (laughs) I have to give Paige reference. So when I was on Summer House season two Mm -hmm. for a split second, and truly my girlfriend like was a shining star and I was like a loser koala bear, like hanging Mm -hmm. on her. Anyway, it's besides the point. I I missed my moment. (laughs) But um. I was literally there for one party for yep. maybe five or six hours. I got blackout drunk, new and different. Um, and I had to be like helped to the whatever Uber that picked us up. Yep. And it was like seven o'clock at night. Yeah. So I spent an entire whatever, eight months toiling over it. Like, are they going to show me doing this yep. or that? I'm so embarrassed. What? And and I'm nobody. I'm not even a cast member. Yeah. And I was so panicked. I was like, my parents didn't get mad at me if I had yep. to be walked drunk out into an Uber. <laughs> and all these things that gave me so much anxiety. And again, 
I'm not even on the motherfucking show. Right. So with that being said, I had like a taste of that anxiety. I can't even imagine if I had like weekends and summers worth yeah. of that. So yeah. It, so that's what that is. A great example is my anxiety last year when it was airing was insane. And I would call my mom and be like, I'm so nervous. Like, And we would get the episode like three days before. So I'd watch it. I still have this process. I watch it one time through by myself. I have to watch it by myself. One time through, hate myself. <laughs> then I watch it again, skip everyone's parts but my own. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then, I hope Bravo's not listening. I send it to my mom, make her watch it, make her give me my feedback. Then I'm ready for America to watch. Okay. And how is your mom? I mean, in just in your relationship, is she critical? Does she have really high expectations for you? Does she get easily disappointed in you? She has very high expectations for me, but I think she also knows that I'm so anxious and like always worried about what people are going to think of me, which is a horrible quality, but like, come that's on. what I, think I, we, I everyone think has all, it. Girl, I think anyone who says that they aren't is full of shit. Yeah, they're lying. We're, we're all in the same boat. So she is like, you did great. It, like, it's amazing. Does it's she ever fine. give you like constructive criticism? Because the problem no. is, it's done. It's done. It's oh Yeah, there's nothing I can change. So, and I feel like she knows that. And it's only going to make me more anxious if she's like, you could have done this. You could have done that. That's but a good she's mom. on this season. No. Her and my dad are both on it. And she calls me all the time. She's like, oh, I'm just like so nervous. Like, I hope they don't even air our scene. Like, what if I like look like this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, welcome to my fucking life. It's crazy. You were in one scene. This is my whole life. Like, it's wild. Okay, so for any of us who've never been on a set of a reality TV show. Yeah. Give us like a real life comparison of like being on a reality TV show is like the anxiety level of blank. A first oh date, God. like prom. I don't know. I'm trying to like- Way like, past a first date. Like getting accepted by colleges. I'm trying to think of like, it's when, okay, I know exactly what it is. Okay. When you're little and it's your first talent show. Okay. And like your mom's like, you're going to sing a song at the talent show. Oh my God. And you go out on the stage by yourself. You just brought me just back. Like, I remember I was, I got, I had a, an amazing singing voice. I got chosen <laughs> to sing um, a song at my sixth grade graduation. Yep. My mom dressed me like a French clown <laughs> and I looked fabulous. Um, and I remember I was going to sing Paul Anka. <laughs> my mom picked the song out for me. <laughs> And it's called, um, it's it's called Remember Yesterday or something. And it's so high. And I was mm -hmm. practicing my house. And I was like, I am an alto. I cannot do this. And I had a mental breakdown. And then I ended up like, just like throwing it out the window. And I sang Wind Beneath My Wings. And I crushed. <laughs> but so nerve wracking. Yeah, that's the feeling. But then after, when you're done, it, you do have a kind of like, ah, oh, relief. So do, like, you, do you fine. have a relief when the episode airs? Do you immediately like go to Instagram or Twitter? Like what is now? This is fascinating. I've, I've had so many reality people on. I have never asked anybody this. Now, second season, I'm a lot chiller because I'm, even if there's something that airs where I'm like, eh, that's like not really what I meant by that. Or like, that's not like really how I am or like self-reflective wise. Mm -hmm. I the people that I care about know like who I really am. So I don't give a shit about Cindy in Ohio. Right. Who's like, Cindy. Who's like tweeting, you're a mean girl. Right. And I'm like, bitch, you have not seen anything yet. And you don't <laughs> even know me. Yeah. Okay, so last season, what was like the moment that you were most, most cringeworthy? We call that on this show, the Bathos moment. We're like, Ooh. you literally are walking on the street and you'll like remember it and you're like, Ugh. you know what <laughs> oh, I mean? That's like, okay, there's a few just like in general, I've noticed certain mannerisms that I have. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, like stop. 
doing that. Like I do a lot of things with my fingers. Like, and I'm just <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Sometimes I'm just hiding it under her desk. My posture. I'm like, put your fucking shoulders back. <laughs> um, but probably the most cringeworthy is like me being in Carl's bed, like making out with them. Okay, I'm like, that's oh. fair. Or like hearing my makeout sound. I'm like, you're just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what was your moment that you were like, that's fucking awesome? Like you're, you had so much pride around it. Like you were like, that that was a good moment for me. I feel good about that. I would say anytime it's like Hannah and I in our bedroom or like getting ready or something and we're genuinely like laughing. Like I'm like, oh, I didn't even think that would make it in. And God knows what we're laughing about, but right. I like love those moments because it's so real and so us. Okay, so that was last season. So you come into the season feeling just like a lot more comfortable around the cameras. Mm -hmm. Like basically you can be yourself and yeah. kind of care less what people think. Totally. And you have like, you build a rapport with the crew. So like the guys holding the camera, you then become like friends with them. Right. So you're so much more comfortable if they're in your bedroom listening to like a conversation. You're like, right. that's like my friend Jim. You know, right. <laughs> and well, something with you guys that I don't know if everybody recognizes this or knows this, but a lot of the other Bravo rally shows that's, you know, they set up times. They're real and real shit's going down. But like, yeah, they're scheduled shooting times. You guys, the right. second you hit the Hamptons house and you're there all weekend, you guys are there under 24 seven mm -hmm. surveillance. Yeah. Like that's. That's big brother type of shit. So even if like big cameras are down at like 11 p.m., your camera in your room is still getting like any phone call conversation you have. Any like. Was there ever a scene, like a scene or something that made it to air an episode or season one for you, season three for the show that you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that on camera. Or do you ever like hesitate and you're like, I'm not going to make this phone call to my mom about this thing now because I know I'm under you know, supervision, essentially. Not really, but there's definitely, like, I don't ever, like, change my clothes in the bedroom. Like, I go in, like, the closet. Like, there's just certain things. I'm like, well, I don't want that on, like, national television. I'm not, like, gonna sleep naked. Of or, course. like, things like that. But, like, conversations, I don't, like, curtail who I am, really. How's pooping? That's not bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> Because if you're in the bathroom by yourself, the cameras can't come in. Okay. So, like, also to our sound guy, I'm like, I have to poop. And he's like, <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> thank you. So he'll, like, turn the mic down, like, because he doesn't want to listen to you poop. Have, or does he? Um, <laughs> have you ever thought, well, you guys are recorded for so, so, like, long that you probably just figure everything is going to make it. But, like, I sometimes have been talking to people, like, when I'm on set for something about, like, something that maybe we shouldn't be talking about. And right. somebody will be like, your mic's still on. Yeah. And like screamed at me. And I'm like, oh my God. Because you would not believe how easy it is to forget that your fucking mic is on. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I, have you ever had one of those moments? Reality TV is my whole life. Right. And I would like watch Housewives and I'm like, how stupid are they that they like don't remember they're on a fucking national television show? You forget immediately that you have a microphone on. Immediately. Immediately. Like weekend two, my first season, totally forgot I had a mic on. And I actually think that's a credit to being good at your job because like you have to be in the moment and be real and be you. If you're mm -hmm. constantly hyper aware that there's cameras and microphones, you're not going to be yourself. No. So the fact that you forget actually means that you're comfortable. Yeah. But then also highly vulnerable. And like you just have, there's times where like I get in my own head and I've like gone to the bathroom and like had to cry and they'll use like my crying like <laughs> sound, but you can't see me. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so pathetic. <laughs> okay, so you're done with season one. You're on yeah. season two. Was there, was there 
any part of you after season one that was like, I'm not going to do season two for you, season four for the show? No. No. I no, love that. Definitely it. not. Yeah. Um, what it's was you- such a stepping stone. Like, it was such a vehicle to do well, what smart. I've, like, dreamt to always want to, want to do. Which is? Which is be a reporter for E! News or, like, do something on E! with fashion. Like, That's I've like- always wanted to be on TV. I never thought it would be in reality TV space, but, um, yeah. Like, I love—I host for Amazon— I know. Randomly for like beauty things or fashion things. And I love it so much. I feel more comfortable in front of a camera, which is like so narcissistic, but like love it. No, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so who were you most worried about like disappointing when you first joined the show? My parents. That For me, that would be my number one. Like my parents, it's crazy because I'm a woman of a very certain age and it's like at this point I shouldn't care but like I am so, it's just scared's the wrong word. I just don't want to ever disappoint my parents and I yeah. feel like I would, like I embarrassed my parents so much with my radio show over the years yeah. that like you would think I couldn't possibly embarrass them more but like I feel like I could actually do that yeah. on a reality show. <laughs> I'm talking about it with my therapist <laughs> um, but I'm so nervous I think more for my dad than I am for my mom. When I first went on my first season, my dad said, you know, you'll be fine. Just like be yourself. And my mom. But you're looked- like, but who you know think I am is not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm daddy's little girl version yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, just be who you are around me. You'll be right. perfect. And you're I'm like, like, oh, the pressure. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what sex is. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom looked at me like with only a look a mom could give where it's like you're looking into her soul. She goes, just act like a lady. Uh, and I was like, you, oh, we have the same parents. <laughs> <It's> like, <gasps> you're like, but I can't. Because <laughs> it's not I'm like, three tequilas deep, act like a lady. Never in my life have I. It's the, yeah. So, but you've never, they've never given you any negative feedback. No, they haven't. Wow. Bless yeah. them. Yeah. My parents are calling me. My parents are savage. They'd be like, didn't love your hair in that last episode of Getting Younger. I'm like, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I've had crying, screaming, hour-long fights with my parents yeah. over my fucking hairdo. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a shame. That's the one that, th- that ran for the commercials. Yeah. When your hair was down, I'm like, you don't think I know this already? My mom's favorite line is, if I'm wearing an outfit she doesn't like, she'll DM me or text me and say, I wouldn't wear that to walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts so deep. Oh my I was on the VMA red carpet a million years ago. Yeah. And I had two dress choices. And my, at the time, I was like working with like a social media manager. And they're like, involve the audience in your outfit choice. Mm-hmm. You'll wear what you're going to wear, but just involve them. Yeah. Um, worst advice ever. Because yeah. all my audience was pissed. I didn't listen to them. <laughs> but what was really bad was my mom and dad now have access to my brain and soul. Right. Through fucking Instagram. Yeah. So my mom, and they text me, they're like, hey, it's mommy and daddy. When it's mommy and daddy, <laughs> shit's going down. Yeah. I'm going to cry. They've <laughs> they've talked about it beforehand. They know their plan going in. They're ganging up on me. <laughs> and they're about to criticize me. It's mommy and daddy. We're the red one. It's very ladylike. Yep. And so much more slimming, which is so <laughs> destructive. And I had already known I was wearing the white one because yep. the white one was more VMAs. And I was like, well, it's the VMAs. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, but really... It's so more, yeah. f- much more flattering. Yeah. And I was like, I'm literally going to kill somebody. And yeah. I screamed at my manager and my girlfriend the entire way to the VMAs because I was so stressed out about like looking like a slut, looking like not listening to my parents' like opinion. You know, mm-hmm. I think parents think when you're an adult, you kind of stop caring. 
It oh, never oh goes God, away. No. It never goes away. Uh, before I leave for the Hamptons every Friday, I call my mom Thursday night, show her all my outfits. I need her approval first. That's psychotic. That's I'm psychotic. 27. Are you in therapy? 100%. <laughs> I should be in round the clock therapy. My therapist it tells me I have to call di- the mental institution. Divorce my parents. I'm like, but they'll yell at me. <laughs> She's like, case in point. <laughs> I will tell you, um, learning to boundaries with your parents is terrifying, but very liberating. My biggest boundary with my parents was when I became a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't <laughs> tried that one yet. My mom was like, nope. And I was like, yes. You. I was like, you can't grab me. Literally, yeah. I said that. I said, yeah. I pay my own rent. I can <laughs> leave. I can leave. Um, that was so fun. That my mom fun. will always say like, you'll always be my daughter. And she has this like, voice that she goes into like deeper and I'm like and I will like pee my pants I'm like okay you're right <laughs> I'm wrong I look hideous this outfit's terrible wait what, do, what what does your mom not like when it comes to outfits like what does she think okay so she because like, like you grew up in Syracuse right no um, I'm Albany Albany so Very like close. Albany fashion is not necessarily New York City and not neither like my mom Maybe like when I was first newly married and like starting to dress more like New York, less preppy. I was like full on Nantucket. Mm -hmm. And I started becoming more like a New Yorker. My mom was like, I'm not loving your outfits these days. And I was like, ditto. (laughs) I'm not loving yours. But I did. And she always looks so cute. Yeah. (laughs) My mom, um, my mom actually has always had amazing fashion sense, even since I was little. And she would want me to wear certain things when I was little. And I was like, no, I'm not wearing that. Like none of the other girls wear that. (gasps) How long did your mom dress you till? Currently, <laughs> I mean, there has not been. It has not ended. My mom dressed me up until seventh grade, and my babysitter Emily Henderson, bless you, I love you. She was like my big sister. She said, "Babette, Taylor has to wear jeans that aren't a color. Like she has to wear denim, denim." Yeah. And my mom was like, "Oh no, jeans are very trashy." Yeah. And my what? Only salmon. Colored. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, you're dressing me in periwinkle, periwinkle jeans with a fucking matching gingham top vest and a t-shirt and a headband. Always a headband. I must always be free. I had to have bangs until fifth grade because it was age appropriate. (laughs) Are we related? I think so. so. Our parents would get along swimmingly. Swimmingly. Um, Okay, so no. when did you really like have your first fight over an outfit? For real. I remember. (laughs) We were in high school and I went to an all- (laughs) (laughs) My mom and I were in high school. (laughs) We were going to a mother-daughter luncheon. Forget it. I was a sophomore in high school. She bought me this matching skirt with like a crop jacket set. Looking back now, so stylish. (laughs) I freaked out. I was like, I'm not wearing tights. I'm not wearing this outfit. She goes, you'll wear it. I wore it. I wore it. We have a picture together in it. I look adorable. But I remember freaking out. I still have the outfit. I actually wore it like last year. My mom dressed me in pajamas and convinced me that it was a matching set. (laughs) I got made fun of mercilessly. And I was like, my mom said it's a matching set. What do you mean? I look like an old lady. I look like a fucking 76-year-old living in Boca. It was pink with bunnies all over it. My mom is was really good though. Like she would dress me for every Friday night football game. Okay. She was like the first one to be like, you're wearing skinny jeans when flare jeans were in. And I was like, mom, I can't wear these. No one's wearing them. She goes, I'm telling you in a few months, everyone will be wearing them. So I wore them. Okay. And then they were like, and now they're in, they're in style forever. Basically you are a fashion trendsetter because of your mom. Yes. And she's dressed. She's you. really the, the big person behind outfit deeds. People, are like, you have such good style. I'm like, I don't. My mom told me to wear this. 
I can't. She's not great. Even handle. Okay, wait. So real quick, let's talk about fashion. Okay. Because you, your fashion is, your mom is incredible at dressing <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love your clothes so much. Um, you, okay, you just came in with a fucking sick bag. Yeah. Little secret, Paige always has the sickest bags. Tell, just in case people missed your last one, your last podcast with mm-hmm. me, tell everybody why your bags are so sick. I use a service called Vivrel, which is a rental service that you, there's different tiers of like how much you can pay a month. And then that depends on like how many bags you can get and the price of the bags. So obviously I do the highest one because uh, I'm bougie. Duh, duh. Um, so I switch out my bags. I get like two a month and I always have like, they always get the newest and latest styles. Okay, so. Do you have to switch them out at a certain mm-hmm. point or? Um, yes, you're supposed to switch once a month, but if you love that bag, you can keep it for the next month, but you're not, you can't get like a new one. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. can't like keep it, keep it. You can buy it if you end up like <laughs> loving it. That's the danger. On it for a discounted rate, but oh, you can buy it. That, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it right so now. Like you fall in love with a Chanel, like a classic Chanel bag, you can shell out. You have this um, bag that I'm like just coveting. It's Louis Vuitton. Yep. And it's like the best, what would you call it? It's like a... It's like a tote. It's a tote. That's what I was looking for. It's like, but it's the best tote ever because it's like structured yep. and fucking fierce. Like I'm so sick of and like... the straps limp are long. Dick so totes. Yeah. I hate them. You know, like I'm, I, I fuck it. I'm going to say it. Like, fuck you. Wait, now I'm forgetting the name. Fuck you, Goyard. Fuck yeah. you hard in the face. Yeah. I had this dr- dress. I love, I call it red dress because mm-hmm. it's red. Right. And... She was getting like shit all over her. And I was like, did I hang her near paint or something? Yeah. I, I treat my clothes so well. Am I mistreating? Am I neglecting her? Yeah. And one hot summer day in New York City, I realized I had my white Goyard bag and I went to take it off to pay for something. And it went like this. And I was like, that's fucking paint. Oh my and it was, God. And, and Red Dress was not the first victim. Yeah. It was like a, a coat I loved, a couple things that like- And you couldn't figure it out? And it was I, white paint? I kept thinking, I have white paint on me. Where, where am I picking up all this white paint? The fucking bag was melting on me. Oh my God. How dare you, Goyard? Yeah. How dare you charge $1,800 yeah. for a bag? And Anyway, I was like livid beyond. So I definitely like, I am always on the hunt for a really good tote bag. Yeah. It's not going to kill my clothes. And especially in New York, you have so much shit. You're always Girl, I live in Jersey around. City now. I have to oh, carry, right. I carry a fucking Trader Joe's bag. You can, that's when you know someone lives in Jersey. They carry <laughs> fucking like canvas totes. It's mortifying. I love that. Wait, but stand up. Let me see the bag. It's so gorgeous. It's so We're going to have to take a picture of it now. There's it's like also so good. <gasps> two different handles. So like carry it because you don't have a lot in it. Yeah. Put it around your shoulders. How many of the best? Oh my God, it has different colors everywhere. Is it so cute? Girl, it's like so gorgeous. And the uh, colors I feel like are so in right now. Oh my God. Like that like tan and white. So you, I mean, we've established that your love of fashion comes from your mom just having complete control over you. Yeah. But like (laughs) mentally. I mean, but you, you love fashion on your own, obviously. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite place to shop? Obviously Zara. Obviously Zara. They just crush it every time. I, I know. can't. I know. Even if I try and shop other places. I can't. I can't. First of all, I can't justify spending a ton of money because no. of Zara. And I also like, they're just, I mean, Zara is, this is a little secret. I mean, listen, I'm alleging it because I don't know to be 100% true, but the fashion industry is like shitting their pants over fast fashion. Yeah. Fast fashion is H&M, <laughs> ASO, Zara, and like Forever 21, yeah. all that stuff. And they basically, I heard a rumor that Zara sends like um, Parsons or like FIT students, mm-hmm. like fashion students, their best to the runway shows, have them sketch 
like on like a digital pad and they immediately email it to the headquarters. And that's what's, that's why like designer fashion is hurting so bad right now. Cause they're literally taking the, oh what's going to be in amazing. fashion six months out and they're turning it around. So now all these big fashion houses, you see it on the actual runway. You can actually buy it that very next day or that day. Cause they had to kind of keep competing with the Zara's, but Zara does it best. Yeah, but it's they like, do. how am I ever going to justify buying something that's like super trendy? Yep. When Zara's producing the exact same thing. Exactly. Like I can't, I'm not walking into Fendi ever. No. And buying, like everyone has those Fendi pants or that Fendi bathing suit. Like I can't. I can't. So what's like, what's your price max where you're like, I'm not doing it. And you're also known. Depends on what it is. If you if you know Paige, follow Paige uh, at Paige Sorbo mm-hmm. on Instagram. You do like, uh, your page is a lot fashion, majority yeah. fashion. Yeah. And so, it's so good. It's Thank like you. delicious. Um, and... But, like, I feel like another part of your fashion is, like, you take these, like, expensive celebrity Mm -hmm. looks. Yeah. And you do them for less. Yes. So, you're budgeted fashion. I'm budgeted fashion. I will invest in, because we live in New York, like, a good oversized peacoat. Okay. I'll invest in that. But, like, I don't really have to because of Zara makes them. And they're so good. All my jackets are from Zara and they're fucking awesome. Like the one I'm wearing today, the leather puffer. Uh I was like, I need this. I wanted that so bad. I just don't have the body to like support a puffer. So I didn't get it because I'm like, I'm never going to wear it. But I am, I've been like coveting that puffer forever. I was nervous it wasn't going to be warm. So warm. Stop. I haven't stopped wearing it. Oh, girl. I'll also invest in a good pair of uh, like black pumps. Okay. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Bombas. How often do you think about your socks? If you're like I used to be, probably not that much. That was until I recently discovered socks that changed the way I think about socks forever for a very good reason. First off, Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet because they're made from super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, which is like a very big deal, FYI, and a seamless toe, which is a game changer, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy, but not too thick. That's very important because sometimes too thick, not so good. Also, they've got tons of colors, patterns, lengths, styles, cuts, and uh, they're great for the gym, the office, at home right now. All of us are self-quarantining, and I'm not putting shoes on. Bombas are my shoes. And like, for example, for me, I like a low cut kind of like invisible sock when I'm wearing my shoes. Other than that, like I still like, I always like my low socks. So I've got like short little stumpy legs. Some people are like jazzy sock wears. You know, they want a pattern. They want a pop of color. Me, mm, boring. I want white ones or like tan ones. And that's all she wrote. But that's the good thing about Bombas. They've got a sock for everyone. Bombas, hey, they're what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, this is so great. Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Yes, homeless shelters. The number one thing that they ask for in homeless shelters is socks. So Bombas, they are making seriously a huge impact on the world. So buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash TOT today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S, dot com slash T-O-T. Yeah, like Taste of Taylor, T-O-T. For 20% off, again, bombas.com slash T-O-T. And now to the podcast. Right. I keep a lot of my Zara stuff. It lasts a long time. I've had some, my favorite pair of Zara jeans I've had for four years. There you go. I had a pair of black Zara pants that I have had since I moved to New York and they split uh, the night of our premiere party, actually. No, no. Yeah, I was getting dressed and I just heard, 
I looked at Hannah and I go, my pants just split. And she goes, it's okay. I have, no. I have black pants to wear. And I go, that's my worst fucking nightmare. No, I can't borrow your black pants. No. My mom had to send a pair of black pants in an Uber to the premiere party. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. As I was pulling up to the premiere party, I saw my Uber with my pants. I intercepted them, had to run to the bathroom, change my pants. <laughs> Oh my god! It was god. the biggest nightmare. But then also your favorite, my favorite. I, I buy five of everything from Zara because I, if, if I love it and it dies, I die with it. I, I, I truly die. Everyone was like, "Are you okay?" Because I was at the premiere party and they're no. like, "What's wrong? Are you like, what's? You're like nervous about the show?" I go, oh, "My favorite Zara pants." I'm ripped. mourning a death. I'm <laughs> yeah. mourning a death right now. Yeah. There was a death in the family, <laughs> yes. and it's, yeah, I'm not well. No. <laughs> I was not okay. Oh my god! What was the one thing that you had that you loved, and when it died? Like truly a bit of your soul went with it. Was it those black pants or was there something before that? I haven't had it happen to me recently other than those black pants. But like I can remember things from high school that I grew out of. And I was just like, this is, this is sad. It's a sad moment. Yeah. That's when you know you're like, I can remember every important moment based on like my outfit. I'm like, oh, I was wearing this, 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 and this. Same. I am obsessed. Sometimes I can't remember things. And people will be like, yeah, I remember we went here and here. And I was like, well, what was I wearing? Because then I'll remember. And they're like, you're insane. (laughs) (laughs) What percentage of your income do you spend on clothes? A (laughs) hundred. No, I actually, I'm pretty good at like not shopping. Yes. But now, because I'm an influencer, hello, I get I can get a lot of stuff where I'm like, I want this, this, and this, and they're like, okay, and they send it to you, which is the dream, my fucking dream, truly the dream. Okay, so now we're in season four, your season two of Summer House. Um, so I know you worried about your parents this first season, which I totally relate to. Yeah, but now you're in a relationship. Yeah. Okay, so your boyfriend's name is Perry. He's adorable. He's so cute. How did you guys meet? We met at a Halloween party two years ago. Okay. We stayed friends. Um, I had just gotten out of a serious relationship. So I was like, I'm dating around. Like, I'm just like doing my thing. And we were like hooking up for two months. But then we were like, yeah, it's like, I'm just like not into it. Whatever. Stayed really good friends. I did. How do you do that? Um, I feel like because in New York, everyone's sleeping with everyone. True so story. like he was always out with my friends. I was out with a lot of his mutual friends and it just like wasn't a thing. Was Perry the guy that you hooked up with on the the yacht that no, made Carl no, so no, mad? No, that was my now one of Perry's best friends. Like because of stop, me. Stop. Um but now we're all really good friends. Well he has a yacht, so duh. Duh. <laughs> I mean, you I'm don't ever idiot. unfriend people with yachts. Actually oh my God. I I can't believe I'm telling the story. Okay, so Stasi Schroeder is yeah. one of my best friends. I've, I think I've heard of her. Yep. <laughs> um, and she um like has met a lot of my friends over the years. And you know, like that's just like how you make friends. You're like, oh, follow me on Instagram. It's like the yeah. weirdest thing. So she always wants to stay at 666 because mm-hmm. she's psychotic. Yeah. So she was like, oh, I need to, <laughs> so she's like, funny. I need to let go of somebody. I need to let go of somebody. And she was like, oh my God, isn't this your friend? And I was like, yes, that's my friend. And number one, she's fucking cool. So don't unfollow her. Yeah. And number two, Stassi, she has <laughs> access to a yacht. <laughs> and Stassi was like, I don't care. And I was like, well, I do. So like, yeah, don't, don't because her. what if she thinks that you're like, like, why would you unfollow her? Like, no. in, like, I'm the connection. So she's going to think that I'm mad at her. Like, never unfollow people with yachts, you stupid idiot. Justin also has an insane fucking Aspen house. Oh, shut up. Yeah, he's my friend for life. They kind of go hand in hand. You're like, no, I will, but he's I will also, do anything he asks. He's also the most down-to-earth person. Like, you would, meeting him, you'd actually never know that he had all these oh, things. Oh, billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> 
sometimes he'll say some billionaire shit and I'm like, like get what? out of here. Like one day he was like schooling me on red wine and I was like, that was the most billionaire shit you've ever said in your life. <laughs> like get out of my face. Wait, question. So you hooked up with him. He's a yeah. billionaire. Yeah. You're friends. So what happened between the two of you? So we met through mutual friends. He kind of chased me for like a solid month. Fun. I, I, it was so fun. When which dudes chase you, it's really I, I had no idea who he was, had no idea he was a billionaire, like wasn't a big deal. We went out probably on like three dates. Then I started filming Summer House. Um, we went out on a date during Summer House. And the one night he was like, oh, let's just like stay at my place in the Hamptons. And I was like, okay. So we like go to this marina. I'm like, my place in the Hamptons. I'm like, great. We're staying on a fucking boat. Like this is going to be so janky. <laughs> so we're walking down the marina. Stop. and. And I go, oh, what is it, this one? And he goes, uh, yeah. And I go, pardon? I step onto the boat. A very nice British lady pops out and goes, can I get you a drink? And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Stop. I mean, the boat is beautiful. It makes the boats on below deck look like trash. No, no, no. I'm done. This is my favorite podcast ever. We're talking about our problems with our parents, fashion, and rich Rich friends. Yes! Um, So then we continued to hook up for the rest of the summer. And then once the fall came, he dropped me like a hot rock for some hot blonde. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, all right, but bro, we're staying friends. (laughs) You're smart. And then we, like, he, I just got off the phone with him, actually. Like, he called, we talk all the time. Did they need some nice lesbians to come aboard? Always. Ahoy fucking lady. (laughs) Okay. The boat won't be in the Hamptons this summer, though, because it's in Europe, so. Oh, well, we can fly. Yeah, but Justin's the best. I mean, he's amazing. Um, Is that how you met my ex-cousin-in-law? Who? We've talked about da- this. Oh, Danny. Yes. Oh, I love No, I've I love known her. her. I've known her just from like the New York scene, like going out and like mutual friends. She's the best. I was just out with her on Saturday night. I love her. I the love next time her. you see her, say, tell her I say, hey, girl, I hey. Um, that it, it, I always talk about my ex-in-laws in like not flattering ways, but there's like a handful that I fucking adore love. and she's one of them. She's amazing. She's also is like, Every time I see her, I'm like, you're a Barbie. Does she's anyone tell you? Human Barbie. Human Barbie. And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, they should. And you're she went a Barbie. to fucking like Georgetown she's Law. She's brilliant. smart. I know. And hot. I know. I don't, I said to her actually on Saturday, Saturday night, I was like, I don't know why you're single. I go, every guy in here is an idiot. Because she, she picks to be, you yeah. know? That's the thing is like, I've I've been accused about, of, by people of like, maybe you were just like jealous of your ex-in-laws. Everything I've thought, they're like pretty, I'm just gonna rush. And I'm like, no, I never fucking thought of that. I haven't taken one day of therapy in my life. But then I'm like, wait a second. I, the, the hottest, yep. smartest, bestest ones are my favorite. So yeah. fuck that theory, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, she's the best. And then also like, she's also just my a- friend. How could I be friends with somebody if I was like that jealous of a person? It would make me insane. Right. right. No, I just don't like shit bags. Yeah, me neither. In my opinion. Same. Um, okay, so now you're with Perry. <clears throat> yep. How was it going to season two? With a boyfriend? With a boyfriend. And what? how did Perry feel about it? Like that, because that's not nothing. I mean, my girlfriend, right. she is not uh, loving the idea of maybe someday me ending up on a reality show, like, at all. So he knew, obviously, because he was my friend, like, he knew about the first season. He knew that I did this, and um, I wanted him to be on. Like, I was like, look, I know it's not really your thing, because I signed up for this reality show. He didn't. It's kind of, 
I can't like tell someone what to do with their life. No, but it's also your job. So right. he therefore also can't tell you what to do. Right. Right. So he was very supportive, obviously wanted me to do it again. I said to me, I will come on in whatever capacity you need. Oh. Um, but he owns a financial technology company, which he is the CEO of, but he has a board of directors. Got it. So he said, let me bring it to my board, make sure everything's okay. I'm yeah. sure it won't be a problem. Brought it to the board. The board goes, we don't give a shit what your girlfriend does. We don't care that she's on a reality TV show. We see no upside of this for us. Right. We only see possible downsides. No, you can't go on reality TV. Right. And he was, and he told me that. And I was like, look, I am smart enough to understand that. I'm not going to jeopardize our future. Your future. <laughs> right. I'm going to take a little guess here and say... Perry pretty much, it's like, your money is your money. Right. And Perry's money is our money. Right. That's where it was when I had like, a rich husband. Let's be serious. I'm not living off my summer house money and like sending my kids to private school on it. Exactly. Um, And I couldn't put him in jeopardy of like this company he built for five years possibly ever being fired from it because no. something might be edited. Because he yells at Kyle. Right. <laughs> Which would be great TV and great fucking TV. hilarious. So amazing. Um, So he... They take things from like Instagram and show his picture so that you like, you know who he is, but right. he never comes to the house. And was production okay with that? Or did it give you shit? Oh, God, no. Fuck, man. <laughs> I remember Stassi going through this with Will Patrick. Yeah. Um, you you are like a watcher of Vanderpump, yep. right? Duh. So Patrick, that's how I know her. Him and I are really good friends. Oh, okay. From radio. But and then he ended up going on, right? Oh, yes. But like, dra- he was kicking and screaming. Yeah. And- it was really hard for me to watch that season with him on it because I was like, everyone's like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, well, I am caught between the two of them because mm-hmm. they're both my friends. I don't want to pick a side. But like, he looked really fucking bad on that. And it was like, as his friend, it was painful right. for me to watch that. And I always say what you saw on that television was somebody being on reality television who does not want to be right, there. Right, exactly. And it was almost like, it was like an obstinate child that was like, Rumpf, I won't. And yeah. then and with a little bit of sexual harassment towards Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> and <laughs> like at the end, it was, oh, when he was like talking about her butt and I'm like, yeah, it was just so yeah. painful. Yeah, I got scared. I got nervous. Um, at her birthday party, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it was at her birthday party. It was some party, but yeah. it, it was just, it was atrocious. But I remember that production was like pretty much putting pressure on yeah. him to come on. And like, it kind of got to a point where it was like, Stassi, this is your job. This is your boyfriend. Yeah. He's got to be on her. It's yep. going to, it's going to affect you yep. and your career. And so he did do it eventually because I think he recognized that. Yeah. That's but- where I'm at right now. Like, this is my job and I love my job and people kind of don't get, people I think forget that we're paid to be on this. You know, like I am going out to the Hamptons and I'm filming a TV show. And yeah, we're like vacationing in the Hamptons. You're working. But we're working. No, you're working. So I'm kind of, it's like, I can't pick my boyfriend or my job. That's, it's an insane place to be in, in my lifetime. But I, I love my job. So I'm going to, you know, do it as long as I can. Right. Um, And in the beginning, I was really mad at him that, like, he couldn't come on. And I knew it wasn't his fault. So I never, like, took it out on him. Right. But then toward the end, I was almost thankful that he didn't because I was like, I don't want something to happen. And then him be on and, like, people on Twitter and Instagram, like, bashing him. Like, I would freak out. Right. It's like, come for me all you want. But when you come for my my partner, I will fucking gut you. Yeah. Say whatever you want to me. Like, I probably agree with you. But, like, say something about my boyfriend. Like, I will end your existence. But he, so he can't be on the show, but he is supportive of the show. Like, he doesn't, like, secretly hate it and, like, not want to watch it. No. He loves, like, watching me on it. He thinks, like, sometimes he'll turn to me and be like, that was so funny. Like, you're it. so funny. I love <laughs> like, it. I love it. So, is he the one? 
Um, I could see him being the one. But I'm also only 27, so I'm kind of You're just young. taking it slow. You have so much time. Um, right, like his eggs aren't drying up, so nope. I'm not like worried. Nope. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Hydrant. 75% of us, yes, us human beings are walking around every single day chronically dehydrated. I know I'm a part of the statistic. I do not drink enough water. And it's like sometimes when you're thirsty, you actually think you're hungry. Sometimes when you're thirsty, you get really exhausted. And we are suffering needlessly, okay? We've got frequent headaches, energy slumps, uh, poor focus, and it doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets that you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. So if you don't like the taste of water, you'll love Hydrant. And also, it's like having two and a half glasses of water per every one you have with hydrant in it. How, you ask? Let me tell you. Well, each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes that your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc to help you hydrate and hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And FYI, uh, hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists. Yeah, they're wicked smart. And bonus, there's no synthetic colors. It's vegan, no artificial sweeteners. And you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. And it's affordable. Hydrant starts just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. And you can save even more with a monthly subscription. So for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code Taylor at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and use my promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, for 25% off your first order. One more time, drinkhydrant.com. D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com and enter promo code Taylor at checkout. One more time, that's drinkhydrant.com, D-R-I-N-K-H-Y-D-R-A-N-T dot com and use my promo code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now to the podcast. Um, I kind of pushed back like us moving in because I wasn't ready. You pushed back? Yeah. Do you now? I no, we're we don't live together. I I'm not Wait, ready. This is fascinating. Yeah, you're not ready. No, is this mom and dad stuff again? Won't buy the calf, can't get them for free type of shit. Partly. Okay, totally. <laughs> I, I am you. You are me. Yes. Um, I brought the idea up to my parents, and my dad. It was like I was 12 years old, and I was asking to like Permission. stay at someone's house. He goes, "No, why would we do that?" <laughs> <laughs> again, we. And my mom is actually a lot more receptive than my dad was. But my mom was in the mindset of like, why well, are you ready to get married? Because if you move in, then that means you're getting engaged. And that means like you have to marry this person. Like you can't move in and then move out. Oh like that'd be insane. But it was actually one of the first times in my life that I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for your feedback. But like, what am I, what do I actually really want? Right. Not that I like want to be single or like don't want to marry him or move in with him. I totally want to move in with him. I'm not ready to give up that like independence of paying for my own apartment, having all my shit there and like liking the way it is. Yep. Like I'm just not ready to give up my space. That's so empowering of you. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of women in this city move here to find a rich dude, mm-hmm. me. And yeah. the second you find him, you're like, yes, I'll move in. I, yeah. I, I lied to my parents for like six or eight months that we weren't living together when we fully were because yeah. I was so scared of their judgment. Right. And then truth 
I really pushed for the engagement. Yeah. I mean, he, him and I were both like on the fast track for all the wrong reasons, yeah. for different reasons, but all the wrong reasons. But I definitely feel like I said yes to the proposal and pushed for the proposal. Yeah. Um, when I knew things weren't right yeah. because I was so scared of my parents about living together. And I told my parents that recently and they were like so upset. They yeah. were like, we're so sorry that they put that pressure on you because I feel like you really do get to know a lot about a person when you live with yeah. them. So there's, but like you can still live with them later on right. and then also like take your time. Getting, like you don't have to get engaged in two seconds. Right, right. But um, And I used to be a person that was like, no, I want to get engaged and get married and then move in together. And I was I like, really well, what is this, 1955? just against that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like no. I, that's not where I'm at anymore. And Perry, actually gets mad at me sometimes because I'm like, bro, I'm not a gold digger. Like, I'm not just like moving in with you because you want to and then getting engaged and then like by career. Right. And I was like, and if I was a gold digger, I'd be way better than like picking you. And it's so mad at me. That's what I used to say. <laughs> I'm like, I would be with a billionaire. I was like, like <laughs> with husband, I was like, yo, you're rich, but you're not that rich. Yeah, like you're like, not fuck you rich. Exactly. <laughs> like when I like I have to beg you for Chanel bags. Beg. Right. So if I was really a gold digger, I would have stuck it out with Justin. I would have told him he could go with the blondes and I'd still be here. Boom. But instead I have like a fucking morals. And I was like, no, bye, bro. I will miss that yacht, but bye. I love you. I love you. I love yeah. you. Uh, and friends are just as good, right? God, better. Almost better because it's oh, like so much better. I can go to sleep. I don't have to like, have sex with you. <laughs> I'm tired. I'll be in the other room. I'll be in the downstairs room. Okay, so this this season of Summer House, uh, yeah. we've seen the super trailer. Mm-hmm. You and Hannah fight, okay? Your best friend, yep. you fight. So... Tell us a little bit about that without giving too much away. I don't want to get you in trouble. No, Bravo super secretive about their storylines. Um, it was one of the realest moments I've had on reality TV. Wow. It was so, I mean, nothing was planned. Nothing on our show is planned, but no, no, even the producers couldn't like foresee it happening. Like we got into a pretty heated fight one morning. It ended in about... Or can you not? About a guy. Okay. About a very relatable situation where I felt Hannah was being taken advantage of. She felt that I was... Overstepping. Overstepping. Um, And it was a combination of both. And both of us being so... Like, loving each other so much. Which sounds, like, stupid. No. But it was so real to the point where when we were leaving, some of the producers were crying because they love our relationship so much and we were hysterically crying. Oh my God. That I saw some of the producers and they came out and they were like, that was insane. And we and they were crying. When you have a friendship that's like <clears throat> really real and special yeah. and so deeply loving, I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it is kind of like a parent-child or sibling-type yeah. situation. And <clears throat> I kind of have a rule of thumb where it's like, Whatever my friends are doing, my job is to support. Yeah. And like, I'm not really going to give them like, like my honest opinion, not because I'm not close, but just like, it doesn't really ever benefit the relationship. And it's ironic that we're having this conversation because I had this conversation with Hannah a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. talking about her relationship to Kyle and Amanda's, you know, situation. And I said like, you know, I've warned Hannah. Yeah. Stay the fuck out of it. Because it's yeah. like, I get you're well-intentioned, but it's not going to play that right. way. And they're going to get defensive. And she's marrying this person. Right. And now you don't like him. She's personally offended by that. I know right. because I was married. And right. I believe Kyle and Amanda are in love. I was not even that fucking madly in love with my ex-husband. Right. But I still get mad. Yeah. That's like your it's, your it's your choice. It's your yeah. person. 
And so I, I have just found that it's just better just to back the fuck off and yeah. trust your friends. But when you see something going on, it's like, I, I also, I apologize to Stassi yeah. for not being more vocal in her relationship with Patrick. I saw things that I really didn't like. Yeah. And I, I I literally full on apologize to her. Like I should have been a better like girlfriend to yeah. you. And she was like, that's so, she's like, I wouldn't have listened. Right. So there's a little bit of that. So, also like being on a reality TV show, you're asked your opinion a lot of the times. That's true. Like normally. Okay, so fine. In real life. Yeah. Not that it's made up, but right. in real life, would you have said what you said about Hannah's romantic relationship? In real life, I don't know if I would have seen the things I saw because we lived together. Got so it. probably not. Got it. But because we were living together and I saw things firsthand, I would, I kind of hinted at Hannah too. I'd be like, I don't know if I like love this. What do you think? And she would like agree with me. And then sometimes she'd go back on her word, which is like, fine. You're a human. You're allowed to like make your own decisions. And then it kind of just came to a head where I felt like our relationship was being compromised and I, the only thing I could think was because it was because of this person. Right. So I kind of like latched onto that. And then we got into this huge fight and like, well, you'll see it. It's like, okay. it's crazy. But I mean, she's still my best friend. Also, how did you make up? Like, how do you recover from something like that? <laughs> A lot of friendships just end. It's so weird because I don't think I've ever in my 27 years of life had a friend like Hannah, the way that we are friends. Describe. Neither of us are ever jealous of the other one. Oh, it's so nice it's when you find so, that. And it's very rare. Oh my rare. God, it's so rare. It's so refreshing. If she does well, I almost selfishly feel like it's me doing well. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is amazing. We're doing so good. And she's like, I'm doing good. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but like, we have no competition because we're so different. Yeah. Like in the things we want to do career-wise. But yet our personalities are so similar. Our humor is so similar. I just feel like I can be 100% myself with her. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think I've ever had that in a friend. Like I know to know that there's someone in the world that will like always have your back. Yep. Is like a crazy feeling. It is. So us making up was very typical of like how our friendship is. Like we kind of just looked at each other and we're like, you're stupid. And she's like, you're stupid. <laughs> just, and it was over. I'm like, so yeah, happy you guys are fine. Because you guys, I mean, you give hope to all female friendships I mean, in America. I feel like everyone knew we were always going to be fine because like we're still to, like all always together. Are you typically somebody who like gets in fights with friends and then like can recover or is it normally like a friend ender? Um... I am someone that like I've had girlfriends where they've like said things to me and I don't say anything. And then like my other friends will be like, why do you let her do that? And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I hate confrontation, whatever. And then I like slow fade. Me too. Because I hate confrontation. I really don't like it either, which I know is shocking because I think I sound really aggressive. But like it's just I mean, sometimes <sighs> I don't think it's worth it. And then I think people hold vendettas and then like I don't need someone out in the world trying to like end me. Right? Like that scares me more than having a fight. So oh I'm my just God, like, girl, I have so have, many like, people that want to like, end me. <laughs> yeah. I have so many people. Oh yeah. I definitely have a lot of girls that are like, I hate her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've got a wake of people behind yeah. me. And I'm like, but okay. I feel like, I don't know. Obviously it's got to be partially me. I'm also in therapy, obviously, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, 
I just feel like if if I don't fully trust somebody yeah. and think that they have my best interest, I have this saying, it's very lame, but I'll say it because um, it's also very inspiring as like all inspiring things are lame. <laughs> um, you deserve to be celebrated, not tolerated. Yeah. So if you're fucking tolerating me, I mean like, I'm fun. People want to be my friends. I mm-hmm. also like adore my family. I adore my girlfriend. I adore her family. We've already have a very full plate. Yeah. So like if, if you're not, if I'm not like walking away from you feeling good the majority of the time, why am I fucking wasting my time? I can also be very cordial with people, but like know that like I'm not telling you my deepest secret or like how I really feel about things. But like we can chill. Like and, Lindsay. Like, <laughs> right. Like we're friends, but like friends. <laughs> no, we're fr- actually I've gotten closer to Lindsay. That's what Hannah said, too. Since ending filming this summer than I ever have. What? Like we had one of the Changed. realest conversations actually at Carl's birthday dinner that like her and I have ever had just talking about our boyfriends. Really? Yeah. And it was like one of the first times that I was like, yes, like you get it. And like we just had a great like hour long combo. Can you give me a little intel on to what the subject matter was? We were talking about like after the blissful period ends with your boyfriend, which is after like month I would say like five six and then you're like left with the person yep and you question everything from like six to nine months and you're like is do I even like him is this like are we do we have good sex I don't know what is good sex what is and like should I move in what do we do like is there someone else out there and we just talked about all of it and like how often do you have sex and like what well what do you do like does he initiate it or do you like just everything you think in your head she was vulnerable vulnerable we both were yeah well you always are to be fair some I feel like sometimes like Lindsay's really it's a coin toss for me like and I don't know her that that well but I know her for like four years now and I like either she's like so like hi yeah it's a great or it's I'm terrified yeah and I don't even know why she's the scariest person ever to fight with I do you get in a fight this season with her yes and it's terrifying Terrifying. Why is she so scary? Because she has such a strong personality that like if she's fighting with you, she truly believes she's right. And like you truly believe you're right. So it's, it's scary. She doesn't necessarily like see her role in the dynamic of why you're fighting. That's the thing with me. I feel like if I'm fighting with you, I know I'm probably not doing something right. Right. But I also always think you're coming for me. And that's not, and that, and that is a fact. To yeah. me. And that's very, unless someone's like, admits like, yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm like, you fucking liar. Yeah. You're a bag of shit. Get out of my life. Yeah. Maybe I'm like Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> but like Lindsay at the end of the day is like everyone else. Like she just wants to be loved. Right. And like she just wants to be chill. But like she can go above and beyond sometimes when fighting. And that's when she's scary. Okay, and now we have to talk about... But if she's on your side, it's fucking great to have her in your corner. How is Amanda fighting? Because um, we were covering all the girls now at this point. I haven't fought with Amanda, actually, but I've watched her fight with other people. She could be a real bitch. Like, I could... <laughs> I would be like, oh my God, that, like, cut deep. Like, I feel like she's one of those girls that, like, she'll pinpoint something and she'll be like, What? And I'll be like, oh, God. She'll just, like, go for the jugular. Yeah. In, like, the most, like, subtle. Yeah. I'm the nice girl kind of way. But she's not that confrontational. No, I I, I get that from her, that she's not confrontational. But her and I haven't gotten into a fight. So who's the person in the house that you'd most, like, be, like, down to fight with and the person in the house that you, like, really never want to go there with? And it can be a repeat offender. So I never want to fight with Lindsay just because I'm terrified of— fighting with her. Okay. I fight with her the most though. Right. 
Um, Hannah, I don't want to fight with her because it's like emotional. Right. Not because like sometimes, you know, and sometimes you're in a fight and you're in a groove and you're just like, fuck you. And like you can say shit because you're like, I don't give a shit about you. That's the best person to fight with is the person you don't give a fuck about. But with like Hannah or Amanda, I would be like, wait, why are you saying that? And like, (laughs) you know, like it gets so emotional. So I don't want to fight with them. Who's the easiest to fight with? We can involve the boys. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> so easy. Because he always says sorry the next day. <laughs> he says sorry. He will always take it to like the next level, even if you were wrong to begin with. He'll then take it to the he next level. He always becomes the, the, so I'm the, like, the oh, problem. Well, no, you're wrong. So I'm going to back out. <laughs> I'm Kyle. No, I for real am. I like, I am justified, justified, justified. I kind of like squash it. Then mm-hmm. I start to get like, like underhandedly like sassy and like sarcastic. Yeah. And then I fucking implode. Yeah. And I blow shit up. And like everyone, it, like somebody could be stabbing me in the throat. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, everyone's like, but look what you did. I am. Yeah. I am, I'm yeah. Kyle. I, I fucking, I lose it. Yeah. I, I have such a sharp tongue when I'm mad and I say like destructive things that you can never, I lose every fight with my girlfriend. It is so frustrating. Like that first fight with Kyle, I watched it back and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been like talking when he was talking. Like that is rude. I wouldn't want someone to whatever. Right. But I was like, okay, I could have just been like, sorry, yes, keep going. But then when he slammed the table and then he said something to me about like my shirt or like Instagram and I was like, oh, well now like you're the wrong one. So like, fuck you. (laughs) Wait, question. Is that your trigger? It, say something about my outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I was like, you changed your voice when you just I was like, I looked at him and I go, you know this outfit is amazing. <laughs> my mom picked it out for me. <laughs> my mom called me after that episode and she goes, well, that shirt looked gorgeous. <laughs> she goes, I did it again. <laughs> What's your biggest trigger in life? Um, my biggest trigger to like get me mad it, it either like decimates you or gets you like so fucking pissed off or you're just like, I'm done. Like the your biggest trigger like throws you into a complete tailspin. If you say something about my family or my like brother or like a friend or significant other, then, then I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I will freak out. I've gone in fights with my boyfriend and then he's said something like about my family or like, it's like, you're just like a baby. You always want to be with like your family or something. And I go, did you just say my family? Oh my God. You are my girlfriend. Taylor is like, she's like in the mafia. Yeah. She's like, she's like, what about my family? And I'm like, (laughs) I just said that they're coming this week. And if they could come an hour later, that would be great. It's like, holy psychotic. My boyfriend was like, are you always going to pick your family over me? And I go, yeah, don't get it twisted. (laughs) Like, I've known them for 27 years. I've known you for three. So <laughs> until you get like, to year 27, I'll think about it. Like, it's like, that's not how a partnership works. That's really not, actually. And I'm like, I'm in therapy. So. <laughs> Paige, I fucking love you. I love you. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Um, is there anything else uh, that you want to tell people? Watch Front Page News every single day and yes. Outfit Deeds. Um, Summer House Wednesdays at nine and then Amazon Fashion and Beauty Hours. I'm so here for it. By the thank way, your you. Century 21 partnership. Oh, thank you so dying much. Dying over. Yeah, that was a good one. Dying thank over. You. You're a model. 
Oh my God. You are. Thanks. Um, you guys, that's it for us this week. Thank you for joining. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Please, please, please. That means a ton to me. Um, even if you don't want to give me five stars, like just fucking give me a star of any number that you see appropriate. And uh, yeah, definitely make sure to leave a comment. Um, that's it for us this week. Follow me at Tiller Shecker on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. Bye, girl. Bye. <laughs>